check that out. Dude. Nice. It's part of my Star Wars costume I'm making. Nice Han Solo blaster. DL44. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah I gotta make it's sure. Got the, it's got the safety tip. Yeah, you gotta make sure you. Just the tip. I knew you were going to say that. I couldn't get more yeah. words out to stop you from saying that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a family podcast. Don't do it. Um, did you see episode four yet? No. When let, let, let me know when you watch the first four episodes. Let me know when. Oh, you, of Andor? Andor, yeah. Yeah, I saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought you were talking about our episode four. I was like, you're like, we haven't recorded anything yet. No, uh, I don't have anything. Did you see the freaking props they were using? Okay, we could do a whole episode on that. Like, and we will probably. Like, what the <laughs> frick, guys? Show some originality. It's a freaking airsoft gun. <laughs> it's like, come on. Wait, an airsoft? Oh, for the AK 47s yeah. they were holding? I was like, dude, this is not sci fi. You can go and buy like seven of those in like a. Freaking! Oh, I was just so mad. I was like, you could literally—they're just... antique slug throwers. Oh, I don't know. I was like, how do they think they're gonna get away with this? I'm like, half the Star Wars fandom is nerdy about their weapons. I'm like, you have a freaking DL44, and I know what it's called because I'm somehow married and not a virgin. Like, come on, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I saw it and I was like, interesting choice, and then I thought nothing of it. That distracted me so much because of how much work the prop makers put into the show and like the aesthetics that you expect from Star Wars. The fact that you saw a like modern projectile weapon from like our Earth, like real life, like IRL weapons, I was like immersion broken immediately. Mm. And maybe I'm just overreacting, but I was just like that. That's usually like. New shows is where Star Wars introduces new blasters. Like, their movies, their shows, that's when you get to see, like, new weapons come on the field, and then you get to see mm-hmm. them in the video games, right? Like, when Episode Seven rolled out, and Poe and Finn have got their, like, big clunky blasters, then sure enough, once the characters come out, you get to play with those in, like, Battlefront 2. You know? It's like those... The weapons are canon! Don't put an AK-47 in Star Wars! <laughs> I uh, I did not expect that detail to get under your skin so hard. Um, Disney has so such a big budget. <laughs> they do. Uh, they do. <laughs> um, one thing I'm guess guessing happened. Let's see. I got to get my my light correct. Um, <clears throat> this is what I think went down. Uh, it is like they're symbolically showing that that rebel cell is severely underfunded because they're using what are essentially like antiques for their resistance. And probably when they get better funded, they probably will even make a stink about it in the show to say, finally, some real weapons. Potentially. So without actually having seen them fired, do we know that they're slug throwers? We do not. We do not. Um, I assume since they kept the... uh, the banana clip on it, the the curved magazine. That's true. That, that it is. Give it away. But for example, some of the heavy repeating blaster rifles from from like Battlefront do have magazines on them still. Yeah, uh, the like Cara, Cara Dune's yeah. weapon. Yeah, yeah. the yeah, Cara Dune's assault rifle is a huge example. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 
They're like, it's but not we'll a see. magazine, it's an energy cell. I'm like, all right then. That was like in playing uh, Mass Effect between one and two. They're like, your gun has infinite ammo. It's like, oh no, now it has Theo, ammo. Theo loses window privileges often because he, uh, oh, Dakota's in frame now too. Um, because the squirrels are trying to pack away all of their food for the winter, and and they're just all over the place. Give him some pats. And this is what they do when I'm recording, like my other stuff. Mm-hmm. Dakota usually comes and sits right here while I'm recording. He's a good, He's a boy. good boy. He's like, people are going to want to see me. They're going to want to see how giant I am. And look at all that loose skin. That's the cold open for episode one. Let's do this. <laughs> all right, go ahead and take it away. <laughs> Welcome to Talk About Tatooine. I'm Andrew. I'm Nathan. And we are twin brothers here to bring you what's new in nerddom and give colorful commentary on our favorite subjects. Welcome to Arkina. Oh my gosh. Welcome to our cantina. Grab a drink and settle in as we set course for realities beyond our own. Uh, we're going to go into kind of who we are really quick here, guys, and why we wanted to start a podcast. Andrew, you were born first, so you get to go first. Number one, baby. Uh, so I'm relatively new to the world of podcasts. Uh, I just started listening actually sometime over COVID because we all somehow had all this free time, extra free time. So I started listening to podcasts along with like my audiobooks and stuff. Uh, and from the very beginning, I really couldn't find anything that was like blanket nerdy. It was like, hey, we're going to talk about this really niche item, this relatively f- popular fandom or whatever. Um, so I think it would uh, be a really good idea that to start a podcast that would cover all of my interests that I would like to go into. Um, so the big one that I want to, that we are going to focus on is star Wars. Uh, a star Wars only podcast is a lot of fun, but we have other interests because we're real people. You could probably infer that from the title of our podcast that we really like star Wars and that's where we're going to go. Anyways, not being able to find exactly what I wanted. Uh, it made a lot of sense when Nathan brought up the idea of making a podcast that this is exactly what we could do. We could make it, be exactly what we wanted oh yeah as i said earlier here guys my name is nathan i am the younger shorter twin to andrew um if you ever see us in real life that is a point that he will make very very quickly he'll probably introduce himself and say hi i'm andrew the taller twin uh and i usually say hi i'm nathan when i'm six two and i'm wearing shoes so that's always a fun thing um but when you get to grow up with a twin you basically get to grow up with a built-in best friend which is really fun so we basically have all the same interests we're very very similar big shock there um but we basically grew up watching all of like the star wars movies having lightsaber fights and like playing just a lot of different like star wars video games um and things like that and so we really wanted to make a podcast that covers star wars in particular but as andrew said earlier we do have other interests um we love playing video games we love playing tabletop games warhammer is a big one um for us as well we listen to different podcasts we listen to lots of different audiobooks uh, and we just wanted to cover uh, a lot of that so that we could just give you guys kind of what we were looking for in the podcasting world, along with some news as well. So that way you guys can kind of stay up to date with what's happening, upcoming releases, stuff like that. There is a lot of hopefully, fingers crossed, cool video games and movies coming up in the near future as well. Um, so 2023 is going to be big. It's going to be big. so big. I'm so excited. Um, so yeah, just covering a lot of stuff there. So that's interesting that you bring up different things like video games and podcasts and books and all that. That's actually something I want to talk about. Like it's like the three tiers of fandoms. Um, and so with our main fandom, 
So Star Wars, the first tier is like movies and live action. Like pretty much everyone has seen these. Like they're very recognizable. Uh, most people, even if they haven't seen Star Wars, they know that like Darth Vader is Luke's father, sort of thing. Uh, and then there's the second tier of fandom, which is like animated TV shows and games. This is where we start getting into like the new Battlefront game, or well, new. The only thing we got. Sorry, that's a chip on my shoulder. We'll get to later. Uh, <laughs> Got them. Uh, and then, so games, animated TV shows. That's tier two. Tier three, this is like the deep diving stuff. And this is probably where you see people get the most upset about Star Wars is uh, things that they, uh, the people who read like the books and comics. So there's the people who just digest the movies. Then there's the animated TV shows and games, books and comics. Those are the three tiers of fandom. Um, and we're probably tier three. Oh yeah, but but I want to say um, uh, I think a goal from this this podcast is for us to be very respectful of all tiers of the fandom. Hundred um, percent. We don't want to alienate people. We don't want to just be like, oh, you like seven, eight, and nine. You're an idiot, and let me spend the next fifty minutes telling you why. It's like, dude, nobody wants that. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, nobody needs so, that level of salt in their life right now. Yeah, it's 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 at least a hypertension, folks. It's just you can't do it. So one thing I want to cover uh, that I actually think is really important, and I think is going to be really important to this podcast, is my feelings on bandwagon fans or bandwagoners. Um, typically, there's a portion of any kind of fandom, and we see this in we see this in Star Wars fandom, and we also see this in. Uh, sports a lot too. Uh, when people will jump on the sports bandwagon and be like, oh, like I only like this team because they're winning. Uh, and then the other longtime fans would be like, well, I was here when they sucked. And so I think you're lesser of a fan for feeling that way. And that's just something I want to address and, and just say, that's, a, that's stupid. That's a stupid way of thinking. Just accept people for where they're at. When you see Star Wars fans who uh, have only watched the movies and they love it and they're like the only Star Wars I've seen is seven, eight, and nine and I'm totally on board. Be like, dude, that's awesome. Like, welcome to Star Wars. It's great. We like we want you here and like hopefully we get to expose you to those other tiers. But like just that's gonna be our perspective. It's just really respecting all people uh who come into our our different fandoms at different levels and just treating everyone as uh, equitably as we can. Absolutely. There's no knowledge uh, level that you need to hit to feel like you can enjoy this podcast. We want this to be yeah. for everyone. And then hopefully as we go into other topics, we can get to the <clears throat> point where we might talk about something that is something that might be new to you. You might not realize like, oh, there are books and comics um, mm -hmm. on Star Wars. And maybe you end up checking those out. And maybe this is kind of the catalyst um, that pushes you kind of into that. Um, and that would be really cool. Kind of a real life example um, of this as well um, to kind of put this uh, in a really cool perspective. We are um, Washington natives. So for us last night, the Mariners just clinched a playoff win and I am 100% on board with anyone who wants to jump on that bag bandwagon right now, because we are so hyped right now in the Seattle yeah, area. So to be like going to the playoffs for the first time in 21 years. So we're super excited about that. Uh, and there would be no, there would be no point with someone like who lives here, who's like, Hey, maybe I only have lived here for a few years. I haven't really been a Mariners fan, but then like they see, Oh, the Mariners are going to the playoffs and they're like, Oh, I want to like, I want to watch this. I want to start investing my time in this. And then I should be like, no, you suck. You had to be here the whole 
time. Get out. Yeah, There's the you door. Had, like, that's you had to be here since 2001. It's like, no, you you, you don't. You don't. Like, so, welcome to baseball. Welcome to this fandom. Welcome to Star Wars. Yeah, so that's kind of where Happy we're Happy to have from. you on board. That's kind of where we're coming from. And again, just that's just kind of my shameless plug. Go Mariners. We're so happy for you boys. Way to get it done! Way so to get it! So excited. So. so pumped. Okay, here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we're uh, fandom tier 3... Uh, so we talked. Uh, we've read like a lot of the books and comics. We've also gone through a lot of the games and video games, especially, is something we're going to cover a lot on this podcast. What were your top three Star Wars video games growing up? And I'll tell you whether or not you're wrong. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it goes on this long tirade of bandwagoning, and then is like, oh, by the way, you might have opinions, and they do have the opportunity to be wrong. Okay, top three <laughs> games. Um, in just nostalgic factor. Um, I'm going to have to put that in. I'll have to kind of order this. I'll, I'll just put general top three for now. Definitely Battlefront 2, the original Battlefront 2, because um, I spent a lot of time playing that. KOTOR, um, so Knights of the Old Republic 1. Um, the second one was good, but I just didn't end up playing as much of it. And then Republic Commando. Those were probably my three favorite, mostly just because I played the most on them. Now, this is mostly excluding any like PC RTS games because the Star Wars world didn't, I I feel like the Star Wars world didn't do a good job at diving into the scene of RTS um, with games like Black Galactic Battlegrounds, um, Galactic Battlegrounds. What else? Um, Ages, Empire at War. That was the one that uh, you could do space and ground battles. Uh, I don't remember if there were any other RTS games. Um, but I feel like that was kind of like a missed opportunity, but I played it mostly because it had Star Wars skin and I was of course going to play it. So um, I actually didn't play much of the old X-Wing games. So anything that was on like the Nintendo or the GameCube, anything like that, I didn't play much of those. So I can't really speak to those. Um, I mostly just played games that were available on the Xbox console, primarily starting yeah. with uh, Knights of the Republic and Republic Commando. And Battlefield yeah. 2, actually all X- all Xbox originals. So. so, here's a question for you. But like, did you have a GameCube growing up? No, just friends. Did my headset just cut out? I didn't no. hear a word you said. Uh, sorry, no, we we didn't have a GameCube. Or at least, okay, thank you. Yeah. So I saw your lips moving and then no audio, and I was like, something's happening. Uh, uh, didn't, uh, didn't have a GameCube or N64. I mean, it was kind of a slog for us to get an Xbox in the first place. So, one yeah, console was basically sure. all we could manage. And that was okay. Mm. That did that did plenty. Well, and we had a PC that we played on as well. Uh, what about you? What would you say your top uh, three video games? Were? I won't spend too much time on it. I totally agree with you, though. Uh, original Battlefront Two, uh, growing up, that was the best. Galactic Conquest was such a good mode. Um, I actually wish they brought that back uh, in like a more multiplayer way. Like that would be the best LAN party ever, in my opinion. And then. I would say Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. Interestingly enough, Empire at War. Uh, and I will say that with a big old asterisk next to it. So Empire at War still has a really thriving modding community. Uh, so it's actually like still up and going. Things are happening with that game. But none of it is with the land-based combat. Like It's still, it's shining moment is the space combat. The land combat totally, totally sucks. I just auto-battled every single time. Yeah, the land battles suck. Uh, I think that's all we got for our intro. Let's talk about news in the podcast. I added quite a few things since the last time we talked, uh, so I'm excited to go through that and get some uh, some raw reactions from you. Absolutely. Uh, I'll start this off. So uh, 
a few weeks ago, we got a new Mando trailer that just dropped as well. Mm -hmm. uh, the original date of recording this podcast was actually very recently to that dropping, but we had a lot of different um, audio issues and things like that. So if you guys so um, have, if you guys have probably already seen that, if you have not watched the new Mando trailer, please go watch it. It is available on YouTube. Uh, so we highly recommend that. The Google Stadia is dead. Talk to us about that a little bit, Andrew, because I actually don't know what Google Stadia is. Well, that's probably that's probably all the niche, the news you need. It's like, what is this thing, and why is it dead? Uh, so, Google Stadia is Google's attempt at a streaming video game service, and it launched in 2019. I don't. Did you did you know that? No, I had no idea. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of people felt the same way, and because of that. Uh, their official statement was, we're going to start winding down our streaming services as far as gaming. It's dead. I, I've never met a single person or even seen a person on YouTube who wasn't sponsored by Stadia play this thing. I'm sure they're out there. Uh, if, if you're one of our listeners and you play the Stadia, you know... Let us know what you think of it, but uh, F in the chat for sure, because it is dead. It's gone. That's a bummer. Uh, tell us a little uh, bit about uh, the next news point, because I don't know what this is either. So Armor Wars, which is going to be the focus of War Machine uh, from the MCU, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, if you're not familiar, uh, this apparently is going, it's transitioning from being a TV series to a movie. And my response was, I didn't know it was going to be a TV series. I always assumed it was going to be a movie. Cool. But now it's going to be a movie. Uh, I saw it on a news headline. I didn't actually read into it because, like, I don't know. They're really secretive about that kind of stuff. Marvel has a pretty tight lip on what's going on in the background. My guess is the the storyline and the timeline they had written out for a series was pretty weak. Because if you think about a series, it's basically an eight-hour movie cut it, cut into chunks. Yeah. So if they didn't have enough story, they're like, okay, well, we can probably just collapse this down into just a film, a feature film. Uh, their budget's basically the same. Marvel is spending astronomical amounts of money on these TV shows. Yeah. So. To be fair, I feel like they're pretty well produced, which makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I get it. I mean, if you don't have enough content for a series or AKA an eight hour movie, then yeah, it does make sense to just like, it would be easier to just cut it down and kind of condense the story than be like, hey, we have like two hours of filler we need to do, which is who knows how many millions of dollars that actually go into production of that actual content that makes it to the series. So I get it. I mean, it, you you wouldn't have to convince me very, uh, very much to to make that point. Um, another cool thing we had mentioned earlier that 2023 is going to be hopping. Another game that if you played this, you are immediately cool. Um, we love you so much. Fable 4 is slated to come out in late 2023. So pumped for this. This will probably oh be a game gosh. I try to 100% on Xbox. Um, try to get every single achievement. Very, very excited for that. Um, hopefully it'll be on Game Pass. Fingers crossed. That would be super cool because then it would just be available right away. That would be so cool. I have actually been looking at some of the Fable games recently. And I'm like, man, do I want to replay those? I'm like, no, I don't think I will. And the fact that like Fable 4 is coming out super exciting uh really excited to hopefully bring you guys some more news on that as we get more information on how the game uh gameplay is going to be um, what uh, the story is going to look like all that stuff um i think we're going to try to hype this one up a little bit so yeah for sure i give it a 95 percent chance that it's going to be on game pass excellent i like those odds 
Uh, speaking of high odds that are going to be on Game Pass, Elder Scrolls Six. It's slated for 2024, uh, which is fast approaching. It's still. It seems like so far away. They announced the development of Elder Scrolls Six like back in like 2020, something like that. Um, but it is slated to come out in 2024. The game is still in pre-production. Um, but uh, that's probably also going to be on Game Pass as well, since between the announcement of that game and now, uh, Bethesda was acquired by Microsoft. So that's Ooh, that seems like a gimme. And I'm pretty sure the studio, uh, I want to say it's called like Playgrounds or something. I believe they're a Microsoft studio as well. So like I said, 95%, it's going to be on Game Pass. One other thing I wanted to talk about, kind of shifting gears a little bit. Uh, I don't know if, if you guys are super interested in space and technology and what's going on up there. Uh, the James Webb Telescope, it's like seems like every week takes a cool picture of something. Mm-hmm. And something they captured uh, a couple weeks ago now uh, is something called an Einstein ring. So basically, this is the gravitational lensing of... Uh, imagine like a distant star, uh, another planetary body exists, uh, producing a lot of gravity and the light from this star is heading out this way. And then it's wrapping around the, that gravitational body. And, uh, and what that means is when you, uh, turn it towards you as it's wrapping around, you see this ring of light come around if it's perfectly aligned with the earth and the James Webb telescope found exactly that it was perfectly lined up it's basically this halo of light uh with a dark spot in the middle where the the light has actually bent around that gravitational body and it's super cool and to my understanding this is like kind of a needle in the haystack chances right like the fact that we saw this and captured Mm -hmm. it is like we'll probably like we might not see many more of these in our lifetime yeah uh, with the yeah, I mean, I hope we do because they're awesome. Uh, we see partials all the time. It's a low likelihood, but it happens kind of. There are so many different interstellar bodies in the known universe that it's the occurrence actually happens kind of a lot. It's just whether or not we're lined up. Well, yeah, and then the telescope has to be in the right spot for that as well. We don't just have like a million telescopes floating out there taking pictures. We have a few taking really high quality pictures, which I'm assuming cost a lot of money to actually capture. So, Oh, 100%. Yeah. So that's fun. Uh, another news article we have, we'll kind of jump back into nerddom for a little bit. Now keep in mind, everyone, we are recording this on October 1st. Happy fall y'all. Um, so this has actually already come out the first four episodes, which we already mentioned already. Andor has come to Disney plus, um, you're going to see a couple of familiar faces in there. So Stellan Skarsgård, um, who also plays Dr or excuse me, Professor Eric Selvig in the MCU. Um, will be he making, might be a doctor. He might be a doctor, um, but he will be uh, there. He will be in that series playing one of the main characters along with Diego Luna, um, who is going to be replies, reprising his role as Andor. Um, so if you've seen Rogue One, you'll see him already. If you haven't watched Rogue One, it's a fantastic Star Wars movie. Please go watch this, this series is the prequel to uh, Rogue One specifically mm-hmm. covering the story of Andor, Cassian Andor, Diego Luna's character. So very, very important that you guys watch this, um, especially if you are into the Star Wars fandom. 
Um, what are you looking forward to in particularly on this one, Andrew? So at the time of this recording, like like we said, uh, I've already watched all the episodes. Uh, We're actually going to be talking about our review of the first three episodes uh, right out of the gate uh, on our second episode of Talk About Tatooine. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Something I'm still looking forward to in the series, uh, and it hasn't been like spoiled or anything. This is totally my speculation. I really hope we see the introduction of Alan Tudyk's character from Rogue One, also known announce the droid k2so oh yeah i, I love about it. i love i love k2 his interaction with cassian is hilarious uh and overall i'm i'm really really enjoying the show uh, i'm excited i'm really excited to record our second episode uh and talk about that a little bit absolutely i have a lot of different uh kind of expectations that have already been set from the first three to four episodes already um, and kind of excited with the where Star Wars is taking that. But again, we will kind of save that for another episode. Mm-hmm. I think so. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make an audible here. Um, I, I think we should end this episode the last like couple of minutes, uh, the last you know, 10, 15 minutes talking about what I would say is probably our second favorite fandom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about Warhammer. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my desk right now is halfway set up painting warhammer and then the rest is set up as my gaming setup uh like one of my projects i have it right here for you uh, i am working on a redemptor dreadnought because i play space marines because i'm basic so love the kill tally on that right shoulder i i love that it's uh super blurry it's coming through pretty yeah good. i'm not I- yeah, I'm not going to get that to focus uh, <laughs> too well, but uh, I'm doing it in Seahawks colors. Uh, they proxy as a Dark Angels army, which right now is a solid B tier. Uh, the The joke going around the Warhammer community is uh, how to win as Space Marines. Uh, first, deploy your army. Second, wait for a new codex to come out because they suck. They're pretty bad. A, they, lot the, a lot of the chapters are rated pretty low. <laughs> I think it's like they what uh, the only A tier team is what Blood Angels or are they still a B tier team? I think they're a B tier team. So mm. the Art of War podcast they do uh, that's all they do is 40k stuff. They do talk a lot about competitive Warhammer 40,000 and tournaments and stuff, and they're very very knowledgeable of the subject. Uh, they did a tier list of all of the armies, especially with the release of the new army that Nathan's going to talk about here in a second. Uh, they didn't put a single. Uh, I don't think they put a single Imperium army in S tier, and the only A tier army was Sisters of Battle, I think, because they because they just got a new codex, so they're yeah. a lot better than they used to be. Um, but yeah, Space Marines, especially being the poster boy for the Warhammer community, uh, did not do well. No, 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 no. Yeah, you you'd think uh, those teams that are like when you think of warhammer you usually probably think of a space marine in blue and gold armor aka ultramarines or the good old boys Um, smurfs uh, smurfs um so you kind of that's like kind of what you think of so you'd think they'd be one of the stronger factions uh, but that is not the case speaking of strong factions um from the time we wrote all these notes the news has changed on the new Leagues of Votan army. So the Codex has been released. Their starter box has, I believe, been released as well. But a lot of their mm-hmm. uh, yep. uh, a lot of their like accessory units not released yet. But they're working on it. This we'll go into kind of detail first, and then we'll talk about the new piece of news that has already come out, which is I think hilarious. But there is a pretty solid reason for this. Um, so if you guys don't know, the Leagues of Votan is essentially space dwarves. Um, really, really cool aesthetic. 
very similar in look to kind of space marines but then you have obviously that kind of like runic style that you would kind of expect from like maybe a lord of the rings dwarf so super excited about that specifically they're referred to abhumans in the universe so they're they refer to themselves as kin so if a if a space dwarf is talking to a space dwarf they're going to call each other kin um the humans call them squats so i'm assuming that's a derogatory reference um because they're like because they're like dude you're so short even though humans sent all of these humans to these heavy gravity worlds um, and then they got shot. Yeah, and there's even a lot of differing opinions in the lore of Warhammer of how the humans view the Votan, uh, the leagues, is some of them just see them as ab humans and would be willing to work alongside them. And some other uh, human factions within the Imperium actually view them as just straight up alien and should be eradicated. That pretty much so. tracks with like how the Imperium treats anyone that is not them, but also you're kind of like, okay, you use Ogrins in your Astro Militarum, so you're, yeah, you you come up with these weird definitions where it's okay to have abhumans as long as they're fighting and dying on your side, so. Yeah, yeah, the Imperium be like, oh my gosh, are we the bad guys? <laughs> We've never they enslaved they're, anybody. They're not, they're not the good guys, yeah, just in case you were aware. Yeah. And if you don't know anything about the Warhammer universe, there are no good guys. Um, there is only good-ish people, and that's mostly just because you probably like their weapons the most. Speaking of their weapons, um, they have some pretty cool models with uh, some pretty fun-looking shooting weapons, along with like one of my favorite new weapons that's going to come in the League of Otan, which is the Mass Hammer. Uh, the Mass Hammers, if you're looking on to uh, play on tabletop, played with a couple of these. They were kind of doing some testing on there, which um, we like to plug a lot of cool people because play on tabletop does yeah. a lot of cool work. So if you guys have seen or are trying to get interested in warhammer they do a really cool series called 40k in 40 minutes um, and that YouTube, is a good series but... yes it is on youtube uh that is an amazing series because if you've ever played a game of warhammer before it takes like three to four hours to play a real game mm-hmm. of warhammer um even with like two armies uh so the fact that you get to watch an entire one in 40 minutes is amazing and their editing team's fantastic anyways they got to play with the mass hammers and the weapon has technically enough power to maybe like knock out some Imperial Knights, which I think is super cool um, and has a very uh, Mjolnir vibes to it. So I would be very, very excited to kind of hear more about that because they have the potential to do an absolute crap ton of damage. Uh, but that does lead me into the next piece of news. Is the Mass Hammer a melee weapon? Yes. Yeah, it's pretty metal. Um, Dope. <laughs> yeah, so along with that, League of Votan has already gotten nerfed um yeah so uh, i was talking no with, i didn't know that yeah so i was talking with a buddy yesterday actually about this the league of otan has already been nerfed and the reason is because they were getting product tested along with a bunch of other armies i think like different armies like tau and uh drakari and i want to say sisters of battle but i can't quite remember all a tier all a tier and all of these codexes have already gotten nerfed and so they were developing this faction with all those other teams and so they now just released it when all the other factions they were playtesting it with have already been nerfed or i think one of them was tyranids not sisters of battle or whatever i said um anyways a bunch of really really good teams that have received nerfs and they basically were like, hey, before we roll out more of this, we understand very quickly because people like once they got their hands on the codex, they're like, cool, we can we can start playing with this right away. Um, and they realized like, oh, this team deals a ton of damage, absolutely overpowered. Um, and so that has been nerfed. 
right now. I think that's a good plan. I think GW making that like so quick before a bunch of people buy them, although there are people who bought the sets who are now asking for refunds. Um, I get that. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, like people buy Space Marines and they suck. So like, I get it. Um, I don't know. Part of me feels that like if you bought and painted an entire army, like, and you want a refund for that, I'm like, no. But if it's like still in the box and then you find it gets nerfed, I'm like, yeah, dude, send it back. Like, that's fine. Um, I don't know. I actually disagree with that a little bit. Um, Ooh, yeah. Just because they probably, uh, so all all of the data sheets and stuff get leaked online immediately. Uh, I think it's like Wahapedia. It's a Russian site. It has all the data sheets on everything. It's a great site. <laughs> um, but like, if you if you do like a ton of research into this new army, and you're like, oh, dude, this thing is going to be great, uh, and then to what in less than a month, I think it was, have your army just totally nerfed and well, I don't I don't know how weak they are now. I don't know how strong the nerf is, um, but they when Art of War ranked them, they were the first spot in S tier. I mean, they were so strong. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I think they won pretty much every like little YouTube video I watched. They were just, they were slaughtering people. Um, yeah, I, I think those people should get their money back. I think, like, so an, an equivalent thing would be like, oh, you buy a video game and like you're maining a character and they nerf that character right away because they didn't balance test it correctly. Um, I feel like that's a little different because there's not that physical aspect to it, but like to spend dozens and dozens of hours probably painting feels bad. It does. I guess yeah, I get that. I, I would feel if I had made an army, I probably, I would probably say the same. It'd be like, dude, I painted this army to like look tournament ready or whatever it is. That being said, yeah. I don't paint that well, but uh, I would be pretty, I, 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 yeah, I get where you're coming from. I'd be pretty salty. Pretty about missed. That, for yeah. sure. But there so. is some more Warhammer news, so uh, I want you to go over that next piece. Yeah, so 10th edition is getting rumors. Um, we've been in 9th edition for a good amount of time now, and a lot of what we're seeing in the lore is some of the return of the Primarchs. We're seeing... Uh, that that's in the lore side, and with that becomes plastic, uh, plastic injection molded parts made by Games Workshop, and not um, what's their subsidiary that makes the resin parts. Forge, um, Forge World? Forge World, thank you. This is why there's two of us, because <laughs> I'm a dummy. So the Forge World parts are notorious for being really old resin casts. Like they're they come in bad condition. I don't know if you watched uh, Squid Mars video on YouTube about him getting the Manta. Like it was in, like they had to do like a lot of reshaping. And Play on Tabletop did the same thing. They bought the Tau Manta, which is like thousands of dollars for one. Yeah, it's almost $3,000. If you were to put tax on it, it would be over $3,000. Yeah, um, and they come and they're crap. Uh, there's a lot of rework required to like make the model buildable, which also feels bad. Like Games Workshop kind of gets away with selling. Not straight up trash, but yeah, I don't know. But the, if you're paying almost the, like a small car's worth for a toy, you expect it to be like the highest quality possible. Yeah. So. I would. I'd be pretty mad. Anyway, tirade aside, uh, some of the things we're, uh, we're seeing rumors for in the 10th edition codex is, or for the 10th edition rule set, it's a new Space Marine codex. I kind of joked about it earlier, but like, Space Marines are trash. They are too expensive, they don't hit hard enough, and uh, they don't take enough wounds. Um, like, a Space Marine is only toughness four, and even with Armor of Contempt, 
it's really hard to keep him alive. How um, many wounds does the Space Marine model normally have? Two. two. So that's the primary. That's the equivalent of my boss of my regular knobs. Like they they're two wound models and they're not good. Uh, I'm hoping it just doesn't suck. I love my boys. That's true. They're so great. They, uh, Even they the armor of contempt was a step in the right direction, uh, which uh, for the people who don't play Warhammer, uh, armor of temp- uh, contempt was basically an extra roll that made them harder to hit, harder to wound. Excuse me. But the big rumor that I'm excited for, uh, and this was reported on per spikybits.com, uh, he sells his own minis, he reports on a lot of Warhammer news, uh, it looks like we're probably going to get the Dark Angels, Primarch, the Lion. That would be so cool. I'm so excited. So you proxy your I, army as a Dark, like your, your Seahawks colors, but your Dark Angels codex, um, are you, are you going to go for this? Hundred percent. I'll probably even pre-order him. That's that's awesome. I actually just got a uh, a present from a buddy of ours uh, when I met him for breakfast this morning, and he gave me uh, a metal cast of uh, Ezekiel, the master, li- the Grand Master of the Librarians. Nice. Uh, it's uh, they haven't Games Workshop hasn't cast things in metal in a really long time, so I'm really stoked about this. It's basically an antique. I don't know when it was cast, but I, I got one now. That's <laughs> super dope. Him. I just got a another an extra weird boy as well, so I'll have a Games Workshop uh, weird boy and then a proxy weird boy as well that I will uh, that he will have this little ghost fist um, coming out of the ground as well, which I'm really excited about because um, the weird boy has a lot of really cool abilities. Uh, and I need to really increase the mobility of my orcs. I think that's the biggest problem in my army right now, is they're not very mobile. Um, and especially if your space marines get bumped, I am going to need uh, some units to be able to counter that. Um, and I am also working on a kill tank that is going to be basically driven around by Makari. Um, so I'm using Makari there instead of actually playing him um, as mm-hmm. a playable character. So very excited. Sweet. Very awesome. Let's move on to our uh, every question, every week questions. Uh, what are you playing this week? Uh, so I have been doing a lot in Minecraft this week. I feel like that is all I've had time to do, which like kind of stinks. I've been wanting to play a couple of different games. I dabbled in a little bit of Halo Wars 1 just to, because kind of in preparation for our Halo episode. Um, and then I remembered how bad it was. So don't expect me to talk about too much about that, but it did give me a handful of achievements, which is pretty cool. But I've been working on my Minecraft world. Uh, I've been trying to get a little bit of footage and stuff put together because I want to do I want to get a little bit of a YouTube summary update for that world since we no longer play on the Mandalore realm anymore. Uh, that was our old realm that we played for most of 1.16, 17, and 18. However long we actually played, I don't even remember. But I'm hoping to get some more update on that. Uh, I have a lot of fun projects going. Um, uh, I always laughed that your like name in the Minecraft server was Duke of Unfinished Projects because I have like 17 unfinished projects right now, um, but it just basically always gives me something to do. And so whenever I log in, I kind of just like focus on just, hey, this is what I want to do today, or, oh, I need to I need to mine out a bunch of rocks so I can sell it for experience, because weird thing is when you uh, don't have a bunch of people working collaboratively in the same server, it takes a lot longer to advance everything. Yep. So 
That's what I've been sure doing does. this week. What about you? What have you been? Um, I've been playing a lot of StarCraft Two, uh, just pounding through the co-op. Still, uh, I got to the final prestige of one of the commanders called Alarak. So he has nice. like this cool death death fleet mechanic that runs around. Um, I have been playing a little bit of Minecraft. Uh, I'm going to be playing a ton of Minecraft next week because I'm on business travel. So I'm taking my Switch with me. And I have a world there that I'm really excited uh, to be working on. Um, Whether or not I'll ever be able to like show it on stream or anything, I don't have a way to stream on the Switch because it's not a very strong piece of hardware. That is fair. Um, and I've been dabbling a little bit in Ghost Recon Wildlands. Ooh. As a single-player game, it's, it's fine. It would be really fun to go all gravy seals with just a couple just a couple buddies and just go <laughs> ham. Uh, we don't even do couch co-op anymore. We just call ourselves gravy seals. Oh boy. <laughs> not a, not a great not a great thing, but that's all right. Um anything you've been watching on TV, movies, anything like that? So much. We've been watching my wife and I have been watching She-Hulk, which we love. Excellent. Uh we've been watching Andor, which we also love Same. and rings of power uh is pretty good it's a little bit of a slow start uh and without spoiling anything uh it's really starting to heat up um and not just because one of the main elves in there other than elrond is like super attractive like noise crazy crazy attractive holy cow love it i love that um i've been watching you know i haven't been watching a ton of tv or movies recently um, my wife and I are planning on watching Thor Love and Thunder here soon because it is on Disney Plus. So we're hoping to do that. Um, I haven't started She-Hulk yet, but I'm excited about it. I did watch the first four episodes of Andor. I say I haven't been watching TV and then I just go on and rattle a, a bunch of stuff that I've been watching. Um, I consume a lot of entertainment. So uh, <laughs> uh, I've actually mostly been watching some Uthermal channels or videos on his channel because um, he does all these like really fun builds on StarCraft 2 uh builds to grandmaster so ghost to grandmaster mass marines raven hellion all these different things these like play styles that would never win you ill games if you're just an ordinary player but because he's fantastic uh he he just makes these look easy and he's a really fun guy to watch um so i've been watching a decent amount of that um last question before we go uh, out is what is something you've done this week to uh take care of yourself yeah so for me it's uh getting back on the counting calories train uh, that's pretty much the only way I can uh, eat a normal amount of food. Normally, I stick to the uh, uh, I eat like a professional athlete, but I'm actually completely sedentary uh, mode. <laughs> you eat like you're still playing football. <laughs> dude, I eat like I'm still playing football, and my body is like, dude, you can barely walk because of that. Like, <laughs> settle down a little bit. Uh, but no, I'm. Uh, this next week, uh, I'll be counting my calories. Uh, I'll be at a hotel with a nice pool, so I'm hoping to get a lot of laps in. Nice. Because uh, that's a low-impact thing that I can do for a lot of my joints. Um, for our listeners out there, I uh, I had a couple, we'll call it just a couple joint in- injuries that uh, may or may not have sent me to the hospital. Well, urgent care, not the hospital. There was nothing sticking out of the skin. That's fine. But it was, yeah, it was not good. <laughs> in the long run because i'm still in pain all the time so that's why i think it's really important uh that i take care of myself because i'm just going to get older and more fit frail uh i do not age like an elf i age like a human 100 what about you what are you doing to take care of yourself uh i've been doing a couple of different things i have been running more which went really well for about 10 days 
and now my right hip is killing me. Um, and so that actually, I am going to be, I'm going to be buying a new pair of shoes. Um, so that's actually going to be something I'm going to be doing to take care of myself. Because if you don't know this, if you're putting a lot of miles and steps into your shoes, they do need replaced every once in a while. That is important. Yeah. You, your shoes don't last forever and mine are currently breaking oh. on the inside. So that's fun. Um, really excited about that, but going to be, going to be doing that and hopefully doing some more biking as well to kind of like even myself out. Um, and my wife and I have been doing a lot more meal prep. Um, so not necessarily, it's still like counting calories, but like I've been focusing mostly on like hitting like my protein goals first and then trying to, uh, really reduce the amount of fat that's in my diet. Um, so not necessarily worrying about how many calories I'm taking in, but worrying about what kind of calories I'm taking in. That's actually what I'm really worried about right now. Um, and that includes kind of cutting down, not necessarily cutting down on carbs, but cutting down on like refined sugars and alcohol. Um, alcohol is one of those things that I could just drink forever. Um, so yeah, but it's one of those things I'm trying to really cut down on because alcohol is technically poison and it tastes so good. So that's fun. Um, so yeah, these are all kind of, uh, kind of a combination of different things I'm trying to try. Uh, but with that, mm. uh, here guys, thank you guys all so much for listening to the talk about Tatooine podcast. We made it through episode one. We're very, very excited to have you guys here with us. So if you guys want to hear us talk about a certain topic, because we have many topics laid out, and we even talked about a couple of them that we're going to be going over in the next couple episodes, please let us know. Follow us on Talk Tatooine on Twitter. And if you want to see us in video format of our show, we are also on YouTube at Talk About Tatooine. We look forward to hearing from you guys. But until next time, may the force be with you.